Hi everybody, welcome back to Beef and Lamb New Zealand Seen and Heard. I'm Aaron Meikle, your host as usual. So you might have noticed we're increasing the frequency of podcasts lately because unlike perhaps a lot of farmers, there's a lot of Beef and Lamb New Zealand staff aren't out in the road at the moment, so they've got a bit more time free in their hands. But we also have you know a couple of pressing issues out there at the moment with um, things that are going on in, around the country. So we're trying to get information out in different ways rather than the usual events and increasing the frequency of podcasts is, is one of those. So I'm joined today by Rob McNabb from, from Total Ag and we'll introduce Rob shortly. We're going to talk about how to sell stock in an uncertain world. So obviously um, the some of the usual means of selling stock have, have, have closed down, the sale yards for example, and we know we've just had the message out that processing has been limited as well. So it's a, it's a tough time of year when um, the yards and the processes aren't up at normal capacity going into the winter. So we're going to have a bit of a talk about that. Just a, It's not a disclaimer as such, but just an explanation. We'll be talking about a few commercial products here. That's not an endorsement by Beef and Lamb. And if we don't mention one, one of your favourite ones, that also isn't um, uh, us saying it's, it's no good or anything like that. We're just talking generally about the principles and would encourage you to read up more. And on that, in the blurb, you'll see the link to Rob's article that he wrote. So... Welcome to the call, Rob, after that uh, long introduction. So you're an agribusiness consultant with Total Ag. So what do you do day to day? You mainly sheep and beef or dairy or a mix? Um, thanks, Aaron. Uh, yes, we're our firm as a, as a whole, we uh, we go across the whole uh, different sectors, um, dairy, sheep and beef, uh, a little bit of horticultural, uh, now growing forestry component, um, and a little bit into ag, uh, con- ag contracting, but I would say our hearts are in our sheep and beef. Uh, that's our background. Um, and our geographic area is basically from Northland down to the Taranaki and Bay of Plenty and, uh, and Waikato and King Country, our heartland as such. Yeah. So have you always been an agribusiness consultant, Rob, or what did you do previously in prior uh, life? No, grew up, on the, uh, grew up on the family farm in the Whanganui Hill Country, um, I went to university, so I didn't have to spend the rest of my life killing dog tuckers for the rest of my family. <laughs> I was the youngest son um, and came out and went overseas. When I came back, uh, BOP Fertiliser, now Balance, they offered me a job and I was there for 10 years uh, and then left and went into rural banking. So I was there over the GFC. So uh, that was a scary time and then uh, became a consultant back in 2010. And you, I'm not sure if you are still now, but you were on Beef and Lamb Council in that part of the world. Is that right? Yes, I was. Uh, I was um, a chair of the Northern Beef Council for a number of years, which then morphed into the Farmers Council uh, until somebody by the name of Martin Cooper who was a lot more, a uh, lot more capable than me. Turned up, and uh, I gladly handed it over to Martin, telling him it only it'd only take one day a month. After a week, he <laughs> rang me and said, you lied to me. And I said, I had to to get you to do the job. So <laughs> I had a long association with the uh, with the Farmers Council, really enjoyed it um, and really pleased to see them doing the work that they're doing now. Uh, and it's all credit to the farmers and beef and lamb of creating that system where guys can do, the, where uh, farmers can actually uh, take, a, take an additional role outside the farm gate. That's uh, a good point. We'll stick up a link to a bit of a background for those of you that aren't aware what the Beef and Lamb New Zealand Farmer Council do. But um, a shout out here to uh, Maria Shanks, who's our extension manager in the mid-northern North Island, and the mid-northern North Island Farmer Council, who's sort of um, uh, are the reason behind this podcast. They're going to put a uh, 
pulls out from local advisors, agribusiness consultants and the like, on dealing with some of the, the critical issues at the moment, such as we're going to talk about today, but um, obviously there's a, there's a number of them. So we'll probably do a series of podcasts based on those articles just to complement them. So, but an agribusiness consultant, Rob, what do you do all day at the moment when you can't get out and about and visit farms? Ah, I've got my, well, first thing, I've got my home farm, sheep and beef farm here west okay. of Narrawahia, but I also lease another two farms uh, within uh, 25, 30 minutes of here. So so that, that keeps me busy. Uh, I had to tot up the other day because it might actually have to run all the stock through the winter time. So there's about 7,500 stock units in total there. Um, but at the moment, we're doing a lot of work. Our consultancy team is doing a lot of work on the, uh, on the project or background stuff that we do for farmers. And so at the moment, we're completing quite a few farm environment plans, completing quite a few business uh, strategy plans, operational plans for them. Um, also, starting off, uh, March is always a good month to start next year's budget, so formulating next year's budget. Um, so actually, 2020-2021 should be a great year for a lot of farmers because they've actually got our undivided attention to get their businesses set up correctly yeah. going forward. And you're saving so those, yeah. lining out of it. Yeah, saving those three or four hours a day, you would have been on the road often, I suspect. Um, how are things in sort of that Western Waikato patch where you are? I mean, how what's the conditions like and how are the farmers coping at the moment? Uh, the word to describe it is patchy. Coming out of sort of heading out towards the Hauraki Plains and even right over here in the West Coast that hasn't had the rain, that some of us, uh, I'm probably one of the more northerly farms here at Tiaka that's actually had good rain. Um, um, I've got a photo that I'm going to put up on Twitter today uh, just to show that my dams are still empty. It's not a drought break of this thing. Yeah. So uh, feed is still very, very tight. Um, livestock are recovering, but in certain areas, this uh, this drought is certainly still in the grips. And that's that's quite a concern for those dairy farms that are within that, but also the sheep and beef farms as we head towards trying to winter numbers. And uh, um, the ram's been out for about a month now, uh, probably be coming in pretty soon, um, and some serious decisions about whether or not the hobbit should be mated. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like, um, I'm in North Otago where, don't want to say to, you know, don't want to tempt fate, but we're in a reasonably sweet spot here because it's certainly drier up north, but down south, the flip side is they've had a, some some bloody wet weather, and so dealing with the the, um, the consequences of that to the point where you know some of them had that bad flooding. So we've got that those those climatic issues: drought, the flood, mm-hmm. shortage of feed, and at the same time as feed supply has gone down, feed demand's getting boosted a bit because with obviously with um, the pandemic and the sale yards closed and the news about processing capacity going to be reduced, um, things are, are looking pretty tight. I've, I've just talked, and the podcast's just gone up. Um, if you look back in our channel with Tom Fraser about some on-farm options, but what we're going to specifically focus on today is some some off-farm options, I guess, how to get stock off the farm. Um, you've written the article, How to Sell Stock in an Uncertain World. It's up on the Beef and Lamb New Zealand website. Go and have a look. But what's the, the elevator pitch? Or if somebody rings you up and says, Rob, I've got to get rid of some stock and the sale yards have gone. I used to enjoy going down there and having a yarn and getting rid of them. Um, I can still yarn on the phone, but how am I going to move stock? What's the, in a nutshell, what would the, the key things you'd first tell them about? The first thing I would definitely tell them is go to your established networks. Go to your stock agent. 
they are still open for business. Yes, they can't sell through the sale yards, um, but I think there's a, recogni a recognition that those sale yards were actually becoming quite a blunt tool. Um, very effective, don't get me wrong, very effective, but blunt tool. Um, and so the stock agents now, they are really earning their uh, their commission. And so that would be my first place that I'd go mm -hmm. to. Um, and then just build up a decision tree about the urgency of selling these live, livestock, because then that will direct you into the different um, avenues that are available there, which we'll probably talk about shortly, Aaron, is about whether or not it goes into almost like a tender site or it just does go into a virtual livestock auction, which means that they are done, dusted and gone. Um, so that would be the first thing is go to your decision tree and say, how urgent is this? What are my other options? Is there no other option? If there isn't another option, then start to go down those paths. But my first port of call would be to your established network. Yeah, it's always who you know rather than what you know. And that, that's certainly, and if you've got some of the advice on beef and lamb, it's talk to your agent, talk to your processing rep. If you've got stock you want to get killed, it's the it's the first step before you do anything else. Um, so the agents, I mean, they'll, they're presumably reasonably limited in their ability to get out and about on farm too. Are they, they sort of trying to work remotely or are they allowed out and about as an essential service? They are allowed out and about as an essential service, but just everybody be very conscious that we all have to do our bit. So let's not push the essential service too much. Let's act responsibly, responsibly around this. Um, and therefore, do your agent a favour. Give, you know, give them the right sort of information. If you've run them across the scales, give them a printout of the weights that you've got there, even if it's a sample weight. Take photos, take videos. We can all upload them pretty quickly. And you've got this, uh, you've got this um, technical workforce that's currently lodging in your house called children, most likely. <laughs> you put them to good use. Um, but do give them every sort of uh, tool and opportunity to sell your livestock, weights, everything that you'd be looking for if you were going to buy something, photos, take them at ground level, um, take a representative mob, those sorts of things, you know, And because the more work you do that, the more likely you are to get a better price or even get them sold. Yep. So now you can't can't see, or they can't necessarily see the animals, but farmers can still get out in their individual farms. So it's still a great opportunity to put your hand on, get a body condition score, get those weights, get those photos, as you say. So that's the agents. Um, I, I suspect the agents are probably using some of the tools themselves, so they may be able to help use them on behalf of farmers. But um, after the people, what's the technology that out, is out there that we can use instead of going to the sale yards or sending them to the works, Rob? Mm -hmm. Well, there's... Um there's three different ways of uh, that you can do this uh, via technology. So um, one of the first ways, which was one of the easiest ways, which has been happening for a number of years ever since uh, facsimiles came into play, um, is basically what we call notice boards. So uh, a couple of a couple of common names are Ag Online or My Livestock from New Zealand Farms. Um, but I do know that uh, there are other firms such as Hazlitt's and Rural Livestock, uh, Carfields. They have these online sites where you can list your animals for sale. Uh, and what will happen from there is an agent will contact you and then go out through the agency um, system and, and offer them for sale. So it's, uh, it's, it is basically a offer and... Uh, and acceptance of offer system. Um, we call them notice boards because uh, they do take longer and they do tend to uh, 
um, they can sit on those notice boards for a while. So just be aware of that if you use if you use those sorts of things. But there's a very good way of alerting the agents that you actually do have livestock for sale. Um, yeah. They are, they have their place and. Um, and uh, it's a good place to go and have a look for things that if you're looking to buy, if you're not in no rush to buy. Yep. Um, I'm, I would think that under some of the conditions that we're seeing in the in the Waikato King Country and Northland, um, the, the time delay may not actually be the best uh, for yep. them. They might want to sell them quicker than that. Okay. But these ones, just so what we're talking about, these noticeable ones, they are uh, websites or do they have apps as well? Yes, What's they are. They are. So... Uh, in in my article, I've given you links to the websites to the main websites. Uh, but if you just go to your uh, favourite livestock company, you can guarantee there'll be there'll be one. Well, there's most likely to be one there. Um, okay. So uh, as I said, Ag Online uh, from PGG Wrightsons, My Livestock from New Zealand Farmers, uh, Carfields Livestock from Carfields, and so on and so on. Um, and I and the notice boards, I presume you can attach files, you can stick up photos, videos, yeah. the, the weights, that sort yeah. of thing. All that information you said would at least help. So you, you, know, you uh, can yeah. put all those details on there, yeah. Brilliant. So that's the notice board style, but then you get into other ones where they are more sort of online auction type thing. I think you sort of use the the trade me um, analogy or something like that, which most people yeah. know about. Um, what have we got in that space? Well, we've got a firm called StockX in that, uh, in that space there. Um, and it's an independent digital marketplace, uh, which operates very similar to uh, TradeMe. Um, a, a farmer puts up their, um, his livestock for sale, puts up videos, photos, et cetera, like, um, has the ability to put a buy now price on there. So farmers can go and say, yep, I'll just buy them at that price, or it goes into an auction, and that auction will extend over two to five days or or whatever the, whatever the system is. Um, and it, it enables um, the potential purchasers to ask questions if they, if they haven't had all their queries answered. Um, relatively uh, relatively low in its commission rate of two and a half percent as its published uh, commission rate um, and it seems to have a growing um, a growing presence in the marketplace yes. so stockx uh, is one there is once again uh, it's time bound so it, it, it's not an instantaneous thing yep and it'll be uh, same in the in the principles of trade me. People can set reserves. You can search by region yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Without a doubt. What it's, it's quite, I've been on the I've been on the site a few times. It's actually a very well constructed site. Yep. Um, you know, uh, it's it's not too far off the functionality of trade me. So um, good on them. They've done a good job. Um, and so relatively simple for farmers to navigate their way around. And to and and I'm told to list things on there as well. Yep. Cool. And the last one you were talking about is slightly different, but uh, same sort of principle with the auctions, but trying to get closer to the sale yard experience in a way. I think. Yes. So this is this is literally a virtual virtual online sale yard. Um, Bidder.co.nz. Uh, it is an independent com company, but it's 100% owned by PGG Wrightsons. The uniqueness of this is actually PGG Wrightsons have opened it up to a lot of other companies to use. 
So very similar to those sale yards, you'll see at Frankton and Tikawiri, where you'll see a number of uh, of livestock firms using the same facility. So good on them for doing that. Um, and I know Carfields have got on there, and there's quite a few. I think there's nine companies on there at the moment. Mm-hmm. There was a process of uh, so basically to list your stock on there, um, your uh, you contact your agent. And they will take you through all the information that's needed. So they sell it on, uh, um, they sell it underneath their banner on the mm-hmm. livestock uh, on the on the bidder site. Um, you're charged a per head, just the same as a lot as a sale yard fee. Fee, and then the agency that sells them on your behalf, they'll take a commission as well. Mm-hmm. And it transacts just the same as any other normal livestock sale yards. So you can go along there bid on a pen of lambs or bid on a pen of wieners um, and whatever agency is selling those, uh, you are billed and transacted through through their normal channels. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of online security there for people because they don't have to enter any details. They're already captured by your main uh, agents. Um, the, uh, the auctions are advertised to what's coming up for sale. Um, they usually run between two and five minutes. Um, yep. It's it's pretty pretty functional site. When the next bid comes in, you can have uh, you can see exactly how much time you've got left to bid again, and it auto extends um, once another bid comes in. Um, so we don't get the auctioneer's patter, which is a bit of a shame. Uh-huh. That was always entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing about this is one of the key benefits here is. Um, there is no biosecurity risks or anything like that. This is actually from farm to farm, shipping them into sale yards and then shipping them back out. And uh, and we've all had experience with buying yearling bulls, etc., that have been standing on concrete for a day. It's not that sort of thing. And it yeah. also then um, once once that bid has been made and those and the livestock have been knocked down to that um, purchaser, uh, then they're off, you know they are off farm as quick as the trucks can cart them. So, um, yeah, that's a very rapid way of actually de-stocking yeah. or getting stocked in. And it's, uh, so with StockX being the trade me style, you've got heaps of auctions all running at once over a period of those. Yep. Better that the auctions are happening uh, sequent, just like the open cry auction. So, yeah, it's one after the other. Yep. One yep. comes up, bang, bang. Yep, so you, your one comes yep. up. There's no others running at that time. The Away they go, so... Yeah. yeah, so it's better, uh, it'll be set times it happens like the sale yards, is it? Better will be open, yes, not 24-7. They'll be advertised. They tend to run in the evening. Some of them run in the afternoon as well. Um, and they're relatively, uh, they're a lot quicker than uh, than the sale yards, in my opinion. You haven't got uh, coming and going and bits of paper being shuffled around and those sorts of things. In fact, the early complaints were they might be a little bit too quick. So yeah. it's, it's quite interesting <laughs> that uh, farmers wanted that. But so it does actually, uh, you can set your clock by it, you know exactly when it's going to happen, and you can you can participate in it and watch and see your stock being sold, etc. And then the only thing you're missing out is on the sale yard pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the yarn that goes with it. So the um, transport and things there, I mean, is that up to the, the, the farmer, the owner to arrange them, or I guess some better, the agents are involved? Um, some yeah, of the others the will require the that. Yeah, the agents tend to organise it. So they'll ask the, they'll ask the, uh, um, uh, the, the vendor who their normal 
carrier is, etc., like that. If if the purchaser doesn't have an option, um, just the same as you go to the sale yard's office and go right, okay, that's Tiak out of cart. Sorry, and um, you know whatever whatever livestock whatever livestock carrying firm there was to cart, you you just say exactly the same thing. And so it's just immediately contacted them. There's 300 lambs to pick up from Ratahi to take to uh, Narawahia. Yeah. Now, it's interesting, these things. I think, you know, the people behind them have been involved in the industry. They know what works for farmers. So it's new mm. for farmers to learn, but they are trying to give the, you know, the key issues, the, the key things that, that sale yards gave, apart from the pie and the yarn, as you say, but um, making it easy, taking care of things mm. like transport, commission, advertising, and that sort of thing. Um the, the thing with these, uh, if people are interested in them, haven't seen them before, we've got the, the web addresses in your article, which is attached here in the blurb to this podcast. But people can go on them, have a nosy round, have a look, see what's going on um, free of charge, Rob? Yep. 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 Free of charge. You can go on there. Um, obviously, like anything, you need to register and have your password. Um, once you're on there, then you can uh, go along and you can you can view auctions that are happening. You can you can go through and browse the stock X. You can go and have a look at the notice boards, uh, all those sorts of things. Um, I, I don't think anybody that's new to anybody that they've got to register and have a password for most of these most websites now. Um, and that would be uh, my uh, real message to farmers: is take time, go and have a look and see which ones you're comfortable with. Um, and before you know, before you really get into it, um, because some will suit some, and some will suit mm-hmm. some other uh, other ones. You know, um, uh, there's the there's the trade me officiandos that StockX will suit. Um, there's those who like to just come and get the business done and move on. Bidder might be for them. Yeah. And and also I'd say too is uh, work out exactly what your timeline is in selling these stock. No, that's good. That's a good point. I mean, there's no fear or favour here. Obviously, I'm on behalf of Beef and Land New Zealand. We're not pushing one or the other. We just want people to realise there are options. If you're sitting wondering, what do I do now? And, you know, um, if the sale yards has been a big part of your life, and I know for some farmers it certainly is, um, it's not there, but there are other options. We're, um, it's very rare you come up, a, up against a complete brick wall in farming. It's just a matter of, of having a look out there. I presume, you mentioned biosecurity there, Rob. I presume uh, Nate Records, animal status declarations, all those sorts of things can be taken care of through these systems. They'd be pretty careful about that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah, they, they are. They, you have to register with your with your uh, Nate number, your AHB number, um, just the same as filling out an ASD form before you before you can sell or buy anything. Um, so that's all covered through there. Uh, one thing to note is that you will need to um, scan the animals off, and I and I fully recommend that they scan it on as well. Make sure that they they match the same ones. Yeah. Um, so there is that, but. Uh, Look, I think there's plenty of stick readers out there and about now. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, Bidder uh, is that uh, run by the agents as well, so they'll be able to create some solutions around that. One thing I'd say, Aaron, is a lot of people going onto these sites, um, you know, the, as I said, the livestock sale yards were a great blunt tool. That was mm-hmm. the market, whatever the hammer came down on. But some of these other ones, people don't know what, what their livestock might be yeah. worth in these uncertain days. Just think about those guys that are, go to the sale yards all the time. Uh, they're not the agents. They're, they're the guys that are on the buyer's bench, et cetera. They've got a wealth of knowledge, and they've probably given you a fair bit of help and assistance as you are coming up through the farming ranks you know, as a young man or whatever. might be now time to just ring them and ask them, what do you think 
what do you think this is like? Mm-hmm. What do you think they're worth? And they'll 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 give you the benefit of their um uh, their wealth of knowledge. They might even give you a really bad joke as well because I've got plenty <laughs> of those. Uh, but they but I feel for them because this used to be their their, their weekly social outing was going to the sale yards and they're missing that. And so just yeah. a friendly call or asking them their opinion and advice on something. Um, will probably make their day just a little bit better. Might and it might brighten your day up because you might actually have a joke that you can take back, take back to your family as well. <laughs> no, it's a good point. Look, I think we're um, a brave new world of saying we can do a lot of this stuff virtually, but it doesn't take away one of the most important things. And I know we were focused on it in our events, and we'll get back to them as soon as we can. Hopefully, that that, that social contact, that yarn over a cuppa, and exchanging those experiences, and um, yeah bad jokes from time to time is things that you, you just can't beat and you can't replace. So, hey, look, Rob, I just intended this as a bit of a quick overview of, of what you've done in your article. Is there anything we haven't covered or that you wanted to get across? No, I, I just want to re-emphasise is um, it is an uncertain world and we don't know exactly what's going to, going to happen. Um, but just go back, back to those people who you do know and uh, they're all available because they're all working from home. Um, and so give them a ring and trust the people you trust and they'll they'll do their best to put you on their right path. And if, if you explain your situation, they'll even do better than that. They'll work as hard as they possibly can to make sure your situation gets better. So that's my underlying underlying message is, yes, there's a whole range of options out there that we can utilise. Uh, and that's been set up for a while. They're robust, but don't uh, don't uh, throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah, as the I think the prime minister said, we're all in this together. And I think that that's always been the case in farming, certainly sheep and beef farming, that willingness to share advice, and it's probably um, even more so now than ever. So, um, such as yourself taking time to come on a conference call and share your advice with us, Rob. So, look on that note. Any time, Aaron. No, good as gold. Hey, good to see you again. I haven't seen you for a wee while. So we're actually doing this no. by video call. You can't tell that in a podcast. So we'll be able to um, uh, talk face to face for the first time in a wee while. So, hey, look, Rob McNabb, agribusiness consultant from Total Ag, thank you very much for your time. Cheers, Aaron.